This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. You're out of work, your pride is missing, they call you jerk, but you don't listen, you haven't got a pot to piss in, but you're a man. Your hands are rough, your back is hairy, your talk is tough. Smell is scary. Here's what you're not. You're not a fairy. No, you're a beer drinking real life man. And when the beef comes out, you do the carving. You hate Tom Cruise, but you love Lee Marvin. You're a man, and that's a bonus. Cause when you're swing and you're cojones, you'll show them what testosterone is. Cause you're a boot wearing. Chevy driving man Don't do it to be the most talked about man in Buffalo Don't do it for all the money you're gonna rake in Don't even do it so your best friend can keep seeing his son Whom he loves more than life Oh no, do it for yourself, Davy boy Show yourself the stuff you're made of Don't show me You get these plans, they always fail You've been divorced, you've been to jail You may be bold you may be male, but you're a bum, 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 bum. You got your dreams, you got your wishes, and I don't want to sound malicious, but you're a nut, and I got dishes. I'm going home. See ya. You walk away now, but you'll be back. You know, you're always there for me. Not this time, Fabio. Jerry the stripper. Surf's up, ladies. Here comes Lukowski, the big kahuna, riding your pipeline. I'm hanging ten. Stand back, ladies, it's quarterback Jerry, throwing a long ball right into your end zone. Touchdown, wanna go for two? Bases loaded, it's bad boy Jerry, swinging a big, a big old bat. the theatre nerds you're backstage with me Mel my friend Mike Yo. and guess who else is here you can't so I'll tell you it's Nick Wilkinson yeah hi Nick hi, hi Nick. how's it going it's gr- it's, I'm going well it's great to be here actually yeah, last time we spoke to you it was probably over the phone wasn't it it was yes during the first lockdown oh, yeah. Yeah. those were the days yeah. yeah man that was a fun times <laughs> fun times he says yes. well, it's nice to have you in the room with us yes yeah it's good to be here we did promise a friend last week so 
Yeah. I like to think we didn't disappoint. I think we went to the top shelf. Do you think we topped our last guest? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't be the one to make that call. (laughs) We'll dig deep into Nick Wilkinson shortly. Let's just a quick recap on last week. Groundhog Day was our musical of the week. Groundhog Day was our musical of the week. Groundhog Day was our musical of the week. (laughs) I like what you did there. Mm -hmm. It made its way past our ears in an action-packed episode, and if you would like to tap into that, you can catch up with our past handful of episodes quite easily on any podcasting platform. That's right. They're on accessmedia.nz, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. They're everywhere. All of the podcasts are everywhere. Uh, Are you a fan of Groundhog Day, Nick? I don't know it. I know no. the film very well, but I don't know the musical at all. No, I only know what we played last week, and I'm not convinced. Yeah, it's really it's not. I his did. Best work. I did always think that um, before it was a musical, I thought this would make a great musical. Well, that's um, what Sondheim thought too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, I said Sondheim felt that it couldn't be improved on the movie, that's so he right. didn't do it. That didn't stop Tim <laughs> Minchin, and uh, I still think it would be worth a crack. But you'd have to be really inventive about the way that you did the repetitive stuff if you didn't want to bore the audience. Well, when there's that whole thing about paying homage to the original yeah. material, yeah. so you've got to do it really well, and the actors have to be really good. Exactly. You know, yeah. Bill Murray was iconic. Anyway. So you've got to do a job. What else has been happening through the theatrical week, Mill? Uh, well, has, well, I went along to Riverley Theatre and farewelled Vicky Buchanan. I was unable to make that because she, in, a, in what, 12 years, she became one of the mainstays of wardrobe uh, right throughout the, the region, wasn't she? She was everywhere at she, one point. I was thinking this over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I can't name anybody that hasn't worked with Vicky. Yeah, I've um, taken her on two tours with me, That's State right. Highway 48 and Madagascar. Yeah. yeah, which are total highlights for her, she says. Yeah, oh, God. yeah, yeah. Lovely. Bless her. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, so she's off to Christchurch, yep, leaving a bit of a hole. Well, our losses, Christchurch's gain at, at any rate. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What else? Musical of the week this week. Do chosen, you recognise it? Chosen by our guest. I don't recognise I don't know any of these songs, you guys. Really? Really? Yeah, mm. none. Were you involved in the... The Hamilton operatic version. The years and years um, ago one? Years yeah. and years and years ago one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was. Uh, were you in it? I was. What was I? I can't remember the name of the characters. Jerry? Um, yeah. I, was awesome. the main, I was the main guy. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Of course. Is that why you wanted to do it this week as our musical of the week? Um, not because I've done it. I, it's just um, a musical that I've... Ever since I did do it, I've, I've been in love with it. It's one of my favourite uh, favorite, uh, musicals of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's a hefty call. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That is a hefty call. Okay. Mm. And I know that you like musicals and no musicals, so for you to say, like, it's one of your faves? Wow. Absolutely. Okay. I'm intrigued. Shall I show off my homework now? Yeah, go on then. Tell us all about it, Mike. <laughs> all right, you can correct me on anything uh, that I get wrong here, Nick, <laughs> since, you've, since you've done it. This is my first exposure to the Full Monty as a musical. I've seen the play, obviously seen the film, but never come across a musical before but it is a musical with book by Terence McNally and score by David Yazbek uh, the musical is actually an Americanized stage version uh, of the 1997 British film of the same name six unemployed steel workers from Buffalo New York low on cash and low on prospects decide to present a strip act at a local club after seeing their wives' enthusiasm for a, a touring company of Chippendales who are male exotic dancers, Mel and Cash, you weren't aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> As they prepare for their own show, working through their fears, self-consciousness, and uh, all their anxieties and everything, they overcome their inner demons and find strength in their camaraderie, and it's a great leveller. Uh, the strength that they find in each other gives them the individual courage to, quote, let it go, which just so happens to be the 
title of the final song of the show and what we're going to go out on today as well. So despite relocating the story from Sheffield in England to Buffalo, New York and all the necessary adjustments that you have to make to accommodate local references, the musical it follows the film really, really closely. Despite being a comedy, the story touches on serious subjects affecting men of the time and today as well, like unemployment, father's rights, depression, impotence, homosexuality, body image, working class culture, suicide, you name it, it covered the lot. It was, pretty, it was pretty serious stuff in there, wasn't there? There was, yeah. yeah. Uh, the original Broadway production had its world premiere at the Old Globe Theatre San Diego from June through July of 2000. This was only three years after the movie, so it was a pretty quick development. The show then opened on Broadway at the Eugene O'Neill Theatre in October of that year, closed two years later, September 2002, after 770 performances and 35 previews. The opening night cast included Patrick Wilson as Jerry, John Ellison Connolly as Dave... Marcus Neville as Harold, Jason Danielly as Malcolm, Andre de Shields, who has only just finished a fairly long run in Town on Broadway, as uh, Hermes. Uh, he played Horse, Romain Fruget as Ethan, and Lisa Datz as Pam, Annie Golden as Georgie, Emily Skinner as Vicky and Kathleen Freeman as Jeanette. Uh, actually, I've got to be honest, I only knew of Andre de Shields as a person of interest in that cast. Are any of those names familiar to you? Would you say Patrick Wilson? Yeah. He's the guy that played Raoul in the movie, right? Oh, Is he? I'm sure that's him. I'll move on to the original uh, West End production then. That premiered at West End at the Prince of Wales Theatre March 2002, ran till November of that year, and that cast included the original Broadway cast members, Jason Danielly, Andre de Shields, blah, 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 with Jared Emick as Jerry and Dora Bryan as Jeanette. The production won the London Evening Standard Theatre Award for Best Musical. Subsequent international productions, it's been all over the show. The Four Montes played in Australia, Canada, Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, Greece, France, Germany, Iceland, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Netherlands, Philippines, Singapore, South Africa, South Korea, Spain, Sweden, UK, United States. Uh, it's been translated into multiple languages and I guess localised wherever it's been done. From October 16, 2001 through to February the 3rd of 2002, the Full Monty was translated to Catalan and ran at the Teatro Novedades in Barcelona. And that marked the first time that the show was seen in Europe. So that was only a year after its initial uh, hit on Broadway. In 2003, the musical was translated to Danish and played at the closed Tuborg Brewery Bottling Company in Copenhagen. And the story changed them into being that go by brewers rather than still workers. An Australian production opened at the State Theatre in Melbourne January 2004 after previewing from the end of December. It featured Matt Hetherington, David Harris, Paul Mercurio, Michael Veach, Queenie Van de Zandt and Val Gillet. And it wasn't commercially successful with the Melbourne season closing early and a Sydney season that was planned being pulled. A production opened at the Czech Republic in Liberec in 2005. The show played in three different theatres in the Czech Republic at the same time. In South Korea, the Four Monty was performed in Korean in Seoul for exactly three months, from November 2006 to February 2007. A South African production played in Cape Town and Johannesburg from July through to October of 2008. In 2013, a French adaptation played for a short time on stage in Paris. It was short-lived, but got rave reviews at the time. A Philippine version was staged at the RCBC Plaza, but I don't have a year for that. And in full circle, 2017, a revival was staged at the National Theatre in Melbourne. That cast featured mostly local actors as well as uh, special guest appearances during certain performances from uh, an Australian Idol finalist whose name escapes me, <laughs> obviously very famous, an <laughs> AFL footballer whose name escapes me because I don't care, and radio presenter Anthony Lamo-Lehman. Uh, 
the show ran for 16 days in March of 2017. And regional US theatre, the Paper Mill Playhouse in Melbourne, New Jersey, presented the musical in June and July of 2009 with Elaine Stritch as Jeanette. A production directed by Tom Sutherland ran at the Broadway studio in Catford, South East London, November 2009, was then transferred to the Off West End at the New Players Theatre from December 2009 to January of 2010. Other than that, it's actually pretty hard to find uh, much about either professional or semi-professional productions anywhere. Music Theatre International have it on their books, so it's uh, probably safe to think that there's a community theatre production happening somewhere in the world, probably now, but that's just a guess you can't keep tabs on that sort of thing but it's it's in the community theatre sort of environment now so I would guess it's not that attractive as a professional so now's a good time for questions not quite yet because oh. I'm well, yeah, I was well. also going to say that it's really hard also to find any quotable reviews yeah, right. uh, for the show anyway going back even to its uh, launch it seems to have been quite well received in most places but you wouldn't exactly say it set the world on fire it's a big contrast to the film, which was a major critical success immediately as soon as it was released, and an international commercial success. It grossed over two hundred and fifty million US dollars, and only cost three and a half million to make. So it was anything. the highest-grossing film in UK history until it was outsold by Titanic. Huh. True. Perhaps it's uh, something to do with timing because the, the film broke new ground when it came out. It was dealing with subjects that hadn't been dealt with before in a way that hadn't been done before. And you can really only sort of break that mold once because mm. once you've done that, you know, anything else is copycat, really. You've done it, yeah. But that's all I have to say about that for now. But question time. Yeah, so my questions actually pertain to the. the we, we know that Nick's been in a production. So surely you weren't old enough to play one of these dudes. Um, I was a little bit younger yeah, than, yeah. than I should. I think I would have been in my late twenties. Oh, um, so I am, having I am, a wife. I'm pretty old, but uh, yeah, I, I did play someone that had a, I think, a nine or ten year old son. Yeah, um, right. So yeah, maybe we got married early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, fair oh, enough. And I, I didn't go into the plot because you know the plot was pretty straightforward but there is a, there is a, a kind of like persona of the queen of the desert thing there is a, a young boy involved meeting you know his father and yeah, so, earning new respect for him and all that sort of stuff as yeah well. so f- f- uh, Jerry is a bit of a deadbeat um, uh, father really um, tries his best but um, always kind of falls short of being the provider that he wants to be being the husband that he wants to be so he's divorced he shares custody with his wife um, he only sees his son on, on weekends certain days and then he pulls, um, like his, his son starts to get into this new hobby. That because um, what happens is the mill closes down. These guys are out of work. Because I think if you go back to the film version, it's kind of based on that kind of Thatcher um, kind of uh, when she was yeah. in power and just cl- closing everything down. Yeah. You also got Brassed Off, which is a, a similar kind of um, story, except there's no stripping in it. Um, but you know the, the you premise. <laughs> the premise is, is is essentially the same. People just out of work um, and just trying to find something to do and these guys come up with a scheme to it's like well let's our wives are, are spending so much money at this this um this strip show we could do that we have we have bodies we can take our clothes <laughs> off and show them to people um and so they decide to do that and the son kind of gets into helping out and then the 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 auditions and the rehearsals and um but the mother's not so so keen on that they get in trouble uh, um quite a bit um as they lead up to the to the main event cool what was it like to take part in? 
It was. I really enjoyed it. As one of my favourite times being on stage, um, working with really good people, and also you, the the, the six guys um, that end up, um, you know, being the, the the core group. We have to be very comfortable and trust each other so much because there is that um, there is that nudity um, mm-hmm. which happens um, uh, just right at right at the very end of the of the show before the the curtain call, and. Yeah, well, it's all fun and games to say, oh, yeah, yeah, get get your kid off, that sort of thing. It's actually really, really intimidating to do that, um, yeah. especially at the Founders Theatre. Um, you just, <laughs> you're just there exposed, and you've got to trust that the lighting cues are going to, to, to be right. You've got to, got to trust your cast members, and we've got to build each other up as well. So there was a lot of that, just us kind of um, building each other up um, so that we were all comfortable. We were never specifically told that we had to go completely naked. Um, <laughs> you not, just chose to. Not once. Uh, um, David Sidwell directed it. He said, I would like you to. And by opening night, everyone was comfortable enough to, mm. to do that. Yeah. Cool. Had an s- almost similar experience. I was in a production of Forskin's Lament mm-hmm. some years ago playing Tupper. And uh, I don't know if you know the play, but there's a written into it as, as a kind of post training off to the showers and then back out of the showers kind of scene and uh, we opted in the end to to do that um, just with towels and uh, you know getting out getting out of the training gear and putting a towel around ourselves rushing off stage getting getting ourselves all wet yeah as if we'd had showers and then coming back on again a couple of seconds later while some of the scene played out Uh, and we just we opted to go for the realism but it, it I experienced the same feeling of you know you had to develop this sense of mainly trust of what was happening on stage and between you as a group mm. more so than really being concerned about what the audience may or may not see yes, uh, that yeah. was what was the most riveting experience for me my first and only nude scene so far and yeah. I was 50 when I did it <laughs> so still got time mate <laughs> Um, I've, I've done one more um, nude scene in, in a show. Hair, that, was, right? that was in here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Had to sing "What a Piece of Workers, Man." And I remember one performance. Um, uh, Vince, who was in the, I can't remember his last name, he was in the company. And the scene just beforehand, um, he's about to walk off stage. He he, he rips his um, <laughs> waistcoat off and throws it behind him, and it lands on the smoke machine um, that's supposed to be <laughs> billowing around me to obscure you. To, yeah, yeah. To kind of make it a bit harder to see. Um, and and um, he does that. He walks off, walks past me. He goes, oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about trust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so given your perfect scenario for the years ahead, is this a show that you could imagine yourself directing? I'm talking about Full Monty again now. Obviously. Yeah. Um, um, is it one that you would like to mount? Um, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always been a favourite of mine. It's it's just one of those shows that I've always, always had a soft spot for. Uh, something that um, could be done multitude of different ways um, artistically and I'd be extremely interested um, sometime down the track in, in tackling this one. It would be a passion project for me, yeah. Yeah, cool. Mm. Right, so Let's never say never. No. Rock, I mean a big ass rock or maybe something like a cinder block is better. I'll hoist it up and drop it on your face, my buddy. And just before the lights go out See my smile and you'll know you've got a friend With a rock, who cares? I mean a big-ass rock or rope I got some quality rope Made for a man who's devoid of hope Like you are, my buddy, Michael Oh, that's Malcolm? Yeah, Malcolm, right 
And I won't leave you swinging there Twitching like a fish while you claw the air I'll grab your feet and pal of mine I'll pull real hard and snap your spinal cord This world is cold when you're alone And they ignore you But don't kill yourself We'll do it for you guy once if he'd mind put me in a barrel sending me over the falls you know what the son of a bitch said drop dead asshole people are pricks well, i asked this guy to take his air compressor and drill me with a six inch nail right through the eye what'd he say i'm low on nails people are selfish pricks you know, another time now get this i laid down in front of a steamroller and asked the guy just to proceed you know business as usual and just squash me like a boss good way to go jerry old bug squash <laughs> Hey, we could tie a plastic laundry bag over his head. No, that's such a wimp suicide. I stuck my finger in a socket once, hurt real bad. <laughs> but it didn't kill me. Malcolm, stay out of this. I've got a friend like Carol King. Or was it Carly Simon used to sing? I always get those two confused. But anyway. Let's get a club. I like the big ass rock. Ah, one good swing and I'll clean his clock forever. Let gravity do the work. It's a man's way to die, Mikey. Malcolm! I've got friends who will love you like a maniac. Big-ass rock. There's a nice one right over here. Hey, can I give you a hand with that? Looks heavy. No, Dave. It ain't heavy. He's my friend. Come on. Group hug. Big-ass rock from Musical of the Week for Monty, as expertly selected by me. You're with Mel, Mike, and Nick Wilkinson, backstage on Hamilton's Free FM. That boy could work that on radio. That was beautiful. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't even have anticipated how beautiful that was going to be. I almost feel tempted to say do it again. <laughs> but since Nick is here, Nick Wilkinson, we might as well take the opportunity to find out some of the things that we don't usually get to know about him he's in the hot seat and he can't go anywhere so well, and, uh, like, <laughs> we all, deep. Oh, i was gonna say we all know nick but i mean we all know nick from around the community yeah but what do we not know about what, nick yeah what's the stuff we don't know okay the first the, the pressing questions okay and i think you've actually well first favorite play so not musical play you've ever been involved in um that would oh there's there's been a few but it would have to be noises off Mm. Yeah, That's that was goodie. so much fun. So much fun. You had a wonderful role in that too. Uh, yeah. Really, this amazing character who it was just 
so conceited but so inept in so many ways and you played them beautifully thank you thank you nearly that was one of my favorite yeah favorite um plays that that i've been involved in it's and it's so easy to have fun with and it's so easy to enjoy and it's I want to say it's so easy to put on, but it is quite uh, complicated. But it's all there in the script. You don't have to work hard to um, to, to get the reactions that, that you want to get. Yeah, It was a fabulous cast involved in that particular production mm. too. That was at Riverley, what, 2017? Somewhere around there, yeah. 2016, yeah. 2017, yeah. yeah. That's plays out of the way, and you've mentioned The Full Monty is one of your favourite musicals. Is there one musical that stands out above all others, or have we just mentioned it? Um, there's, uh, uh, there's probably about... Um, um, three musicals uh, that would be my favourite that I've been involved in and Full Monty would be one of them the other one would be playing Mickey and Blood Brothers mm-hmm. um, and the third one is a role that I don't think I'll ever be allowed to play again and that was the engineer in Miss Saigon <coughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that would have been 2010 or 11 um, so about 10 years ago yeah, if you don't know Miss Saigon, the engineer is an Asian character. So I was Asianed up for the role um, with, with, with hair and makeup. An amazing role, and I'd love to play it again, but I never will. Um, Almost lucky that you got to do it when you did. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Squeaked in. I want to backtrack a bit now yeah. since you know we've, we've got our bucket list of things that we want to ask here. Yeah. But I, I, there's one thing I've never asked you, Nick, which is I don't know your history. How far back do you go in terms of interest in theatre, involvement in theatre? Were you a kid? The womb. Yeah, um, I was always a speech and drama kid at school, and I was also um, I was a ballroom dancer from age eight to about fifteen, but wow. had no interest in, in singing or, or musicals or anything really? like that. I actually stopped ballroom dancing in high school because I didn't want the boys at school to find out that I did ballroom oh. dancing because they might call me gay. Because um, <laughs> that was this is the nineties, and that was a, that was a thing. That was a thing people would be um, concerned about. And then the very next Next year after I, I quit ballroom dancing, my English teacher um, comes up to me and says, hey, do you want to be in the school musical um, that we were doing Grease? And um, I said, oh, I don't know. do I have to sing? And he goes, only with 60 other people. And I said, okay, okay, because he sold it to me on the on the dancing aspect. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. I went to the first rehearsal and um, Michael Sanders, who was the um, Hamilton Operatic Theatre manager at the time, was choreographing. And we, we choreographed um, uh, the opening number, Grease is the Word. And yeah, they still hadn't cast Teen Angel. And while I was there, I was like, oh, I might as well give it a shot. And so I went in and got that role. And then after that show, um, him and Bobby Alderton, who was the director, asked me if I'd be interested in auditioning for the Hamilton Operatic Christmas show. And I said, yes. <laughs> and what I did, that I remember that day turning up to that audition. So I turned up an hour early because I was nervous as, <laughs> nervous as. And I'm just going to sing the Teen Angel song because it's the only song that I know I can sing. Um, I drive up to Clarence Street Theatre and I park there for a couple minutes and then I pull out and I drive away again. And then I get to a roundabout, no, 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 go back. I did this about five times and wow. was late for my audition. Um, <laughs> but I actually went in there in the end, um, fell in love with musicals, fell in love with Hamilton Operatic, and um, the rest is history. How old back. would you have been then? Uh, Sounds yeah, like about yes, 16, um, 16 I would have been sixth form, whatever that is, 16, 16, yeah, 12, 16. or 17, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, ballroom dancing for you at an early age, what did that give you? 
I fell in love with ballroom dancing after watching um, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Uh, I said, I was, um, the reason I wanted to do that, because my parents wanted me to do something, and I was crap at sport. Um, <laughs> I remember playing cricket as a child, and after that first season, I said to Dad, I don't want to do that anymore. He goes, Fair enough. That's, yeah, that's, that's all good. Soccer, I've seen you play. Soccer is no good. And then I said um, to Dad, it's like, I want to do that. And um, I didn't even know what that was. I just mm. was watching Dirty Dancing with my parents. And, and the, um, the next week, Dad said, I found this place um, where you can um, do that kind of dancing. I was like, cool. Not quite that kind of dancing. <laughs> and so I just, yeah, uh, started going along to um, classes and fell in love with it and a cool bunch of people there and it was something I was actually I excelled in physically um, as opposed to sport I feel, I feel the tallness would be I helpful. was not tall oh no that, oh, okay. that, that, that happened quite late um, late in, in, <laughs> You're in a life short. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to be quite a shorty yeah yeah but I did go to like um, all the pe- kids in my primary school um, there were a couple of all blacks um, people went on to be all blacks there was a tall black there was a national badminton rep um, they were all sporty people so I was yeah, they had the bases covered. Yeah, yeah. you had a unique selling point, though. Mm. I'm guessing it gave you not only fitness but also sort of movement training, uh, yes, balance, yeah, yeah, all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think um, it, it really did, um, especially early on when I started getting into acting and stuff. Just, just um, uh, f- f- feeling free to, to to be able to use my body and move around mm. um, uninhibited. Um, it was a huge advantage. Yeah. And when you do stuff now, like uh, you've performed as the cat and the cat in the hat. Is that kind of physical acting come from some of that as well? Um, yes, yeah. I think I'm going to have to hang up the hat sometime soon. I'm getting a bit old to be um, running around the stage. But yeah, absolutely. It is a hugely physical role. But it's also helped me in, in, in my, my direction and, and um, showing other people how to move and, mm. and um, yeah, show particular um, physicality that, that, I, that I'm requiring as well. Yeah, mm. Cool. Could you still do it? Um, not very well. Not very well. Maybe with some rehearsals. Yeah, yeah. It would. Yeah. Back to our questions. Is there a favourite show? And I'm, this is musical. We're asking about here. That well, I thought we'd, we'd asked about in? plays. We've asked about asked about musicals. So now I thought we would let Nick decide what is the your favourite show you've never been involved in. Okay. Musical wise, Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah. Um, play wise. I don't know. It's hard to pick one, eh? And it really is. It really is. But yeah, um, Sweeney Todd is a um, show that I've always wanted to be on stage and more so um, act in rather than, than direct. Benjamin Barker has always been a bucket list role for me. Wonderful role. Yeah, mm. yeah. Is he one of the old ones? He is Sweeney uh, Todd. Oh, uh, okay, he's great. the barber. Yeah. Oh, he's the barber, right. I thought he said something else. Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of roles I'd like to play that, of musicals that have come out recently that I will never, ever get the opportunity yeah. to, to play. I'll never be Evan Hansen. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> you could um, be one of the dads. <laughs> I guess that really sort of covers bucket list shows then, doesn't it? Because you, you, you may still get to play Benjamin Barker at some point. Maybe, one day. Yeah. All right, let's get on to some bigger picture things then, shall we? Yeah. Dreams and aspirations. Theatre in the Waikato, have you got any? 
Um, yeah. When I first started doing theatre in, in the Waikato in the 90s, it was a very small scene. You had Hamilton Operatic, you had Playbox and Music Makers, and you had Slip of the Tongue. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. Um, now we've got these, these multi-purpose venues uh, that, are, that are popping up. The Meteor didn't exist when I, when I first started doing um, mm. theatre, um, so that's a great venue. What the Meteor has done and what these other um, small venues have done has given opportunity for people that want to be creative to create without such a a huge expense to, to be able to um, put the, the work out there and what, what's been really cool to see and Creative Waikato in, in the past few years have been doing an amazing job at um, helping the development of, of um, new works um, and, and, and artists and when I went up, I went to pitch um, Hood Street the Musical at um, the Pans Market this is in February 2020 so like a month before lockdown and we did what's called a pitch and presentation which was a 20 minute thing it was half pitching the show where you say this is how much it's going to cost and um, these are the specs and this is that this is that and here's a little bit of the show so it was all, all kind of intermingled and um, the session that we were doing there were three um, new works in our session and there were two from Hamilton um, cool. which was so good to see yeah. and uh, yeah I just want to see see more of that and Hamilton to be taken seriously as a, as a place where some really good work comes from yeah me too we've expressed that for a while that we believe that that our region is is really coming into its own Mm. when it comes to this sort of thing now with the number of venues that you've mentioned the number of different groups that are now interested in being creative and and getting the opportunity Mm. to be creative it it bodes well for us for the future and there's so many more people now involved yeah and also the the diversity of um um the, the the products that are being created yeah yeah, no one's doing the same thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. And actually what I like to think is that, that our community is pretty good at sort of keeping our eye out for each other, you know, like if mm. I and Black Box Creative know that you're working on a show, I'm not going to snake in there and snake it out, you know? We yeah, all, yeah. We all yeah, there's a good bit of cooperation going yeah. on sure, for yeah. the greater good. I also want to ask a, a little more about your involvement in things now, Nick, because you've also got fingers in other pies and you're, you're doing things like touring with Shrek and so on, which we'll talk about in a minute too, with an Australasian connection. How long are we going to be able to keep you in the region, or are you committed to staying in the region, working from here as much as possible? I, I, um, mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, the, Hamilton's my home, and it's always going to be my home. I've been very lucky that I've been able to do the work that I've been afforded while still maintaining um, living in Hamilton. I haven't had to move to Auckland. I haven't had to move to Christchurch. Because it was a belief at one point, wasn't it? You yeah, want to yeah, make it big, you've got to go. You, you can't stay here. But yeah, um, yeah no, I've been very lucky. Uh, the, the producers of um, the uh, people I do a lot of work for now showcase entertainment they they're actually based in Hamilton so um, we just bring everybody here we bring our actors to Hamilton and expose them to Hamilton theatres and, and what stuff. a cool way to open that door yeah and get people making stuff here absolutely like that yeah yeah I think that's really innovative thinking. Me too. I was jealous for a while, but I think it's so cool. Mm. Well, I'm still it's, jealous. It's super, yeah, yeah, always be jealous. <laughs> um, that is, it is, yeah, super cool. Big question now, the one we finish on. We ask everyone this. Oh no, what is it? If you had a gun to your head and you had to choose, no sitting on the fence, musicals or plays? Oh... Well, if I had a gun to my head, um, <laughs> I'd say musicals. Yeah, yeah naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. 
How did we know? Yeah, it was always a given. Like when you got someone who's so good at musicals. Yeah, but he's silly if he plays. Yeah, fair enough. I'll accept that. For now, he'll change his mind. Oh, we change our mind every other week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I first started doing theatre, when I first started doing musicals, because I've been doing speech and drama for for so many years prior to that, I I see myself as as an actor that sings as opposed yeah. to a um, a musical theatre performer. Yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't that what musical theatre is as opposed to opera? Like an opera, yeah, you've, you've yeah, got to, you've got to sing, is, yeah. you know, opera style. Yeah. Uh, and for musical theatre, you you sing as the character, you sell mm. the story, and it's very much about continuing the narrative, continuing the drama, yeah, or the comedy. Yeah. So you can get away with a bit more. Mm. An actor who sings, you heard it here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now but he can dance as well. He's a triple threat. <laughs> That's everything I like She got the face She got the waist She got the legs Not a titcher too big What are you, crazy? Bodacious fun bags are a must They gotta be C or D or better They got to pose a threat to the sweater Ow! She got the goods That's an eight or nine at least She got the goods She has some irredeemable flaws. I give her um, six. Ah, now there's a ten. Call it a ten? Based on the boot tank. What do you mean it's huge? She got a butt like a battleship. I don't need to look above the hip. She got that shell kind of ass. You could display your tchotchkes, your collectibles on there. Baby's got back, that's a fact. You could park a wide track Pontiac in that track. Sofa bed back there. Well, we just better hope the women are more forgiving than we are. What's that supposed to mean? If they're looking at us Sunday night the way we're usually looking at them, we're in trouble. Take a look at that old feeling jerk with the pigeon chest. And I give that fat guy's ass for two, but I wish I had such voluptuous breath. And what about Sure, he can dance, but I didn't pay 20 bucks to look at Red Fox skip around in a pair of blue underpants. That ain't the goods. What happens when they say that? This is not the goods. He's fat, he's old, he's skinny, he's bald, he's short, he's got pimples on his ass. He's fat, he's old, he's skinny, he's bald, he's short, he's got pimples on Shit. Women can be men. 
You are backstage with Matt and Mike, and thanks to the sponsorship and support of Free FM 89.0 and Creative Waikato. Musical of the week this week, The Full Monty, chosen by Nick Wilkinson, who is with us in the studio right now, and that song was The Goods. The Goods. If you join us weekly, you know that it's probably about time for the calendar update. Nick Wilkinson is directing the musical Shrek. It's coming to stage in the July school holidays, and who better to give us the rundown and tell us why we need to get our tickets? You need to get your tickets because they're, they're going to sell quite well. The, um, I was on the website because my mother asked how much they were, and, <laughs> um, and I said, I don't know, I'll find out. And um, I think think it's priced really really well for what it is we've got a the set uh, is the original west end set um that's right that was based on the broadway set and after west end it did a tour of australia and now um showcase entertainment have purchased it i've spent about a a couple of weeks um a few weeks back just going through every single there's like five containers full of set and exciting and and if you've seen the the show, there's so many moments you think, how do they do that? And I know how they do that now. Um, <laughs> so there's this moment where, where Fiona just she just rises up into the into the heavens and and turns around and comes back down, and it's like you can't see any wires. So how does how is this done? I know exactly how that's done now. I'm um, going through the set. I'm not going to tell anybody. So that will ruin the magic. Um, but there are some amazing set pieces. When we're doing it in Hamilton, we're at Clarence Street Theatre. We're using every single baton they've got in that grid. There's um, awesome. so many elements to it. The dragon is a sight to behold. It takes five people to operate. Awesome. Um, it's just a spectacle. Where are you taking it after Hamilton? Um, well, we're actually, so we're rehearsing in Hamilton and we're doing our production week in Hamilton at Clarence Street and then we pack it up and we go to our tier centre, Kiritakanoa Theatre in Auckland. So we're starting there. Then we come back to Hamilton for the second week of the school holidays and then we um, shut it down for a few weeks and remounted for the October um, holiday starting in Christchurch and then Wellington. And are you going to be able to use the full capacity of the entire set and all of those tricks and, and bits and pieces there are, there in are every one things, of those venues? Um, yes. I think in Clarence Street um, there's one thing that we have to compromise on there. But it's one of those things that if you don't know it's not meant to be there, you're not going to notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But pretty much, yeah, we're using the same set in every single venue. What are the logistics like in trying to manage all of this? And you said you you know, you know, need to shut it down for a few weeks and then relaunch it for the October holidays. In terms of casting, in terms of keeping people ready to perform, if you like. We've got everything in place. Um, so I'll be heading down to Christchurch um, probably about four or five days before we open down there, getting the cast back together, just mm. kind of going through the motions, remounting, spending one day on the on the set and then away we go yeah. um i've got i'm yeah really confident with 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 the cast that i've got they're just the, the sort of people that they're going to turn up they're going to know their parts and they're going to know the the choreography and we just kind of put the um jigsaw together and that's the beauty of paying for professionals isn't it that mm. they did they just are that dedicate themselves step, to it yeah, extra step yeah. Of quality we do have a couple of um local actors um yeah, yeah. as well um we've got um jess Rucknu, who's oh, jess. um she's playing a few she's roles She's Excellent playing. Performer. She's playing uh, one of the three little pigs, 
and a citizen of Duloc, and she's also playing Delilah, which is the name of the dragon. Oh, yes, um, great. Yeah, and we've also got Chelsea Kelly. She's studying at NASDA at the moment. She's in her final year at NASDA, um, but she's originally from Hamilton. I've worked with her quite a She's quite one of the young, young ones in State Highway 48. Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's, since she's been down in NASDA, she's just come leaps and bounds. Well, yeah. She was already pretty good. She was, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, I'll, I'll be there. Cool. I'll come and see it. I'm a fan of Shrek. <laughs> Great music too. Great amazing, music. Amazing music. So clever. So yeah, clever. yeah. And if, you, if you're in, if you uh, yeah if you're familiar with um, a lot of musicals, you'll pick up on so many references to other musicals yeah, yeah. throughout it. Yeah. When it's also if you're a fan of the movie of Shrek, which I not even if I don't think there is a child adult audience. You know, it's mm. one of those shows that's for both. Yeah. The show is the same. It is. It's way. very true to the movie. Yeah. There's more heart in the in the musical. Um, yeah. I find as well. Um, huh. That's that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. I All think. right, I'll get my credit card out. <laughs> <laughs> You've done your job, Nick. Sweet. <laughs> so you can put Shrek and everything else on your calendar. Here is our list of what's coming up around the place soonish. Okay, at the Meteor we have An Oak Tree by Tim Crouch, directed by Gay Paul for Carving an Ice, June 14 to 18. Hui, pronounced Hui, devised by Hinirangi Marie Berryman and Benny Marama, June 29 to July 1st. That Bloody Woman, directed by Courtney Mayle and Kyle Chuan for Bold Theatre, coming up in August. And featuring Nick Wilkinson. Yeah. At Riverley Theatre, celebrating Matariki with Dane Moeke and Friends, that's on June 18th. And Sherlock Holmes and the Baker Street Irregulars, directed by Glenn Matthews, for Hamilton Playbox, goes to stage July the 2nd until the 16th. Featuring Mel. Oh, stop. And Geezer's directed by Mike Williams for Hamilton Playbox, that comes to stage in August. Clarence Street Theatre, Shrek the Musical, directed by Nick Wilkinson, July 19th to the 23rd, and Krishnan's Dairy, presented by Indian Inc., September the 8th to the 10th. Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts at the University of Waikato. Three Sisters by Anton Chekhov, presented by the University of Waikato third year theatre study students this week, June 9 and 10. And Navarra Lounge, open mic night tonight and every Wednesday. Doors open at 6pm and bookings to perform are essential. The Narcs Outskirts Tour with Sarah Spicer, that's this Thursday at 8pm. And Revenge of the Dorks featuring Michael Switzer, uh, they are playing this Saturday at 7.30pm. Morrisville Theatre has their 1-8 Play Festival coming up June the 23rd to the 25th. In order, they will present Husband Murderer's Support Group, directed by Eckhard Becker on the 23rd, Time Pieces, directed by Chris Green on the 24th, and Chug, directed by Rob Ormsby on the 25th. Woolshed Theatre in Tiaomutu tell us a story presented by Tiaomutu Light Opera Society on now until June 19. Tearoha Little Theatre have Death and Taxes by April Phillips, directed by John Watson uh, from June the 23rd until July the 2nd. Gaslight Theatre in Cambridge, The Things I Know to Be True by Andrew Buffell and directed by Chrissy Hodkinson, July the 30th to August the 13th. Pataruru Theatre Players, The Mousetrap by Agatha Christie coming up in September. Rotorua Musical Theatre have Stricken Through the 70s, directed by Shona Clout from July 15th to the 30th. In Tauranga, 16th Avenue Theatre has Puffs, directed by Laura Mansell, July the 8th to the 23rd. Detour Theatre, The Old People Are Revolting by Devin Williamson, directed by Kim Williamson, June the 16th to July the 2nd. And Tauranga Musical Theatre are currently rehearsing We Will Rock You, that hits the stage at Bay Court in September. And Theatre Fakatane, School of Rock, the musical, directed by Sue Harris, June 22 to July 9. Then up in Auckland, the Auckland Theatre Company, uh, as you heard last week, Scenes from a Yellow Peril, directed by 
Jane Yong, that's written by Nathan Joe. They go to stage June 21st until July the 3rd. Then Long Day's Journey Into Night by Eugene O'Neill is directed by Shane Bosher from July 5th to the 30th. And Dawn Raids by Oscar Kitely comes to stage August 16th until September the 3rd. And finally, in the City of Sales, uh, Auckland Live has The Wedding Singer, the musical presented by David Van Enterprises, playing at the Bruce Mason Centre June 30th to July 17th. The Girl from the North Country, presented by GWB Entertainment, playing at the Civic in Auckland June 30th to July the 16th. And Oliver by the National Youth Theatre, playing at the Kiri Takanawa Theatre at the Hotel Centre July the 1st through to the 3rd. As is Shrek. Not the same dates, but at the Kiri Takanawa. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. By way of upcoming auditions and opportunities. We have the Miss Cadaver Undead Beauty Pageant is taking entries for the final ever Miss Cadaver contest. Entries are now open and close August the 1st. Email Sandra Jensen 99 at yahoo.com for more information. Wing Valley Productions have rescheduled auditions for their season of The Pillow Man by Martin McDonough, directed by Jason Wing. They're happening this weekend. So if you haven't already, email wingvalleyproductions at gmail.com if you want more details. And auditions are also happening for the Ribley Theatre Christmas season of Saturday Night Fever. It's directed by Mike Williams, choreographed by Amelia Jennings, and musically directed by John O'Hawthorne. Auditions are taking place on the 25th and 26th of June. You can check out Ribley Theatre on Facebook for all those details. And don't forget, if there is a show or audition opportunity you want Mel and Mike to spread the word about, email them on backstagepodcastnz at gmail.com or let one of them know when you see them around next. And we are around. Often. Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Tap us on the shoulder. And just like that, boom, here we are. It's all over for another week. Well, almost. Excuse me. <laughs> falling off my chair. <laughs> Thank you, Free FM, as always, for hosting us. Thank you, Creative Waikato, for sponsoring us. And I don't know about you, but I'll be catching up on Backstage. It's available on accessmedia.nz, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Check out Facebook and Instagram for the Backstage updates. Oh, that was so off the cuff. You, you totally made that up. Yeah. <laughs> nice bit of ad lib. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Mike and I will be back next week with another musical of the week, possibly another friend from the community, but I honestly don't know how we're going to be able to keep topping ourselves. I think we, we probably should take a rest for a I couple of weeks. We should give up, now. yeah. I, I can just Wilkinson. come back again. <laughs> There's a ton of stuff we haven't asked you, Nick, but it's been, uh, you know, it's been really good to delve a little deeper into your history and uh, find out some stuff about you we didn't know yet which yeah. is always cool yeah it was great to be here and uh, I, I have to say you know it's really great that we've got someone like you in our community who's involved in so many different levels and been contributing to so many different groups over the years um, we think that uh, you know we're the better for it and it's been really cool to have the chance to talk to you I will admit you used to be a bit of a, a cool guy when I was first doing my when I was a 17 <laughs> I, think, I think there might be 10 or so years between us yeah. and when I was a 17 year old doing my first days of theatre man we used to think Nick Wilkinson was so cool. You don't what? anymore? Or? Oh, no. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you're cool. But uh, yeah, my first connection with Nick came when I had to audition for him for the Adams family. That's right. Yeah. And, mm. my, and I thought, I, said, yeah, I want to make an impression on the Waikato. It's my old stomping ground. Grew up in Patanaru. I can't not get a role on my first audition. And here I was facing this guy I didn't know anything about. Somebody told me that he played a stunning Shay in uh, Evita, yeah. and that he was well known in the region for being a bit of a perfectionist. And so, yeah, I was that's, quietly... That's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? <laughs> quietly sort of gathering my sphincter together while I went in for auditions. And I hate auditions at the best of times, but doing it for people that you don't know is always a bit traumatic. So I felt for you as a young man, as you know, a 16-year-old, doing your first audition yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for a role with... Yeah, 
electrifying experience. Yeah, it yeah. still is. And do you, yeah, it does, do you like auditions now no, when you do them? I hate them. I hate um, being the person auditioning, and I hate being the person behind the desk mm-hmm. um, auditioning I thought it would people. be easier once I got behind the desk, but That's it's not, actually hard. No, no. It's not. Um, you just feel for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you do, don't yeah, you? They come yeah. in and they're so yeah. shaky. Oh. And it's, and it's like when, you, when it's your friends and you don't end up casting them, it's, mm-hmm. it's just horrible. Um, yeah. But I think everybody here understands that, though, don't they? I would, I would hope so. Yeah, we've all been around the traps enough now. Yeah. But you're right. It, it, uh, when you know the person who's auditioning in front of you, and when you're on the on the director's side of the desk, you want them to succeed. But often you see nerves appear in people you wouldn't have thought mm. would be nervous yeah, in yeah. an audition process. For me, first time I was exposed to that, it made me realise. Heck, it's the same for everybody that auditions. It doesn't matter how experienced you are. You go into that situation not really knowing what it is the director is going to be looking for. Yeah. And all you can do is try and sort of sell yourself as the best option mm. on the day. Right. And that'll either work or it won't. And if it doesn't, well, move on. That's but right. it's, uh, it doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks right. for joining us, Nick. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's been fun. You can come back another time, I suppose. Awesome. <laughs> We're going out today with, as Mike told you, Let It Go from Musical of the Week, The Four Monty. (laughs) Stay classy, theatre nerds. See you. Bye. Did I capture your imagination? Did I break you down, make you smile? It's a serious little situation. Why don't we loosen up and dance a while? You need a loose lip lover with a heart of honey. You need a sex cadet when duty calls. Show me all your bare-faced intact I wanna see our shadows bouncing off the wall Let it go, let it go Loosen up, yeah, let it go Let it go, let it go It's alright Let it go, let it go Shake it up now, let it go Just tell me when you think you're ready Show me yours.
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.